Hour two of the program rolls on on this Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. We're in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios. For our friends at Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, cracked foundation, bowling foundation walls. They have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They're all things basement-y. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. And hour one, the latest on the... Hockey Canada investigation from London Police. Paul Grant, senior editor from Sportsnet, who is uh, following and reporting on this. Uh, we heard from him on the Jeff Merrick show a little bit earlier on. So if you want the latest on that, you can check it out. Also, a look at the Vancouver Canucks at the All-Star break as they sign GM Patrick Alvin to a three-year contract extension on this Wednesday. Get the podcast wherever you get your favorite pods. Google, Amazon, Spotify. Would love to have you along for the ride. Still to come this hour... Of course, it's Wednesday, so Wild Card Wednesday uh, is upon us. Shannon Taylor are going to join us and spin the wheel for one of our favorite segments of the week. We'll uh, hook up with uh, Sportsnet's Ailish Forfar coming up in just moments as All-Star Weekend is almost upon us in Toronto. Lots to get through over the weekend. Uh, Ailish is going to be right in the middle of it, so we'll hear from her in a few moments. Uh, but we're kicking off right now with the Sports Drive at 5. It's brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Did you know Calgary Lock and Safe also fixes doors? If you have one that needs it, visit calgarylockandsafe.com slash doors. Three games on the NHL schedule before the All-Star break against a doubleheader on Sportsnet tonight. Sends Red Wings just about to drop the puck. 5.30 Kings Predators, big matchup on the Western Conference wildcard race. And at 8.30... West Coast road trip, uh, West Coast road trip, West Coast battle between the Sharks and the Ducks. That's an 8.30 puck drop as part of the doubleheader for Wednesday night hockey on Sportsnet. Speaking of Sportsnet, one of the great co-hosts from the fan pregame show on Sportsnet just wrapped up literally minutes ago on uh, Sportsnet. I was watching our next guest doing a tremendous job as she always does. It's our Wednesday regular uh, Ailish Forfar down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. What's up, Ailish? How are you? Hey, I just got in the car. Woohoo! Ready <laughs> to go home. <laughs> How's it going? How's the show? It's uh, it's all good. Oh, I'm just getting to the parking thing, and there's oh. humans, so I, oh. I might have to pretend to not uh, and be on the phone here. But show was good. We had a good talk. We're teeing up the PWHL. We're teeing up um, this weekend in Toronto, which is going to be awesome. So. Lots going on in our city. It's like the center of the hockey world for real this time. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not just the imagination of everyone. It's it's actually happening for once. Yeah, like everybody makes fun of uh, Toronto for pretending that we're in the center of the hockey world, but this time around, we actually get to to own it. And I've got some really cool stuff going on. I'm playing in the Justin Bieber uh, celebrity hockey game. I guess everybody else was busy and they picked me. So, so many cool things going on. <laughs> don't say that. Don't don't demean <laughs> yourself like that. You you would have been at least top twenty five on the list of players, Alish. Don't. Oh yeah, that that's good. <laughs> top twenty five. I'll take it. That's so funny. No, we got so much going on um yeah like it's just event after event and i'm lucky to do a couple things like um a little bit extra like i'll be doing the pwhl three on three for sports on tv tomorrow so you can watch that it's gonna be great it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun uh, and that's what i was gonna ask you i knew you had a couple of things going on but like are you going to how many things are you gonna try to get into like are you gonna go to the big events like the <laughs> the player draft or the skills competition like you gonna try to get to any of those this weekend as well 
Yeah. So tomorrow, uh, tomorrow begins the chaos. I have the the little celebrity ball hockey thing with Drew House at two o'clock, and then I'm rushing down to Scotiabank Arena to get ready for the PWHL showcase game, which is obviously right after they do the draft and the man of the year. So we actually get to be there for all that. Not involved in it, but we'll be like in the same rink. We'll be you know right there to watch it all happen. So I'm so excited for the player draft because, you know, obviously it's making its return after a long time. And I think it's going to be really fun. I think I think they kind of do some tricks up their sleeves. Like you can't just pick like Leaf, 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 like Canuck, Canuck, Canuck. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like, I kind of see William Nylander to be picked last 100 to 1 odds. Like what are we doing here? That's, that, that could be easy money. Like there's some really fun things they could be doing uh, with the way they get the draft and, of course, with the celebrities. So that's all tomorrow. And then I've heard that there's a very top secret private Justin Bieber concert somewhere in the city that I will be doing my like darndest to get to. So if you hear anything, you let me know. I, I'm pretty sure it's MVP <laughs> of the MVP ball hockey of game. The ball hockey oh, you shouldn't have told me that because I will I will slash someone's bare shins tomorrow. I don't care. Like I don't get too competitive anyway. And I was I was planning on like my excuse was that I have to go on TV like two hours later, so I can't get too sweaty. I don't care. I'll. I'll I'll get dirty in the corner and like Justin Bieber might be missing a tooth, but I'll get to that concert. <laughs> Do you know any of the other uh, celebs you're going to be playing against? Yeah, are you a wrestling guy? Because Edge is in it. Okay, I like, yeah, Edge is totally in my realm of of wrestling knowledge for sure. Yeah, and then there's um there's a guy. Did you watch White Lotus? Yes. Adam Demarco, I think his name is. Okay, yeah, okay, we're getting there. You're the biggest okay, so celebrity he, I've heard so far, so that's good news. Yeah, me and Edge. Yeah, then, exactly. Um, yeah, I, whatever, same thing. <laughs> so he he was just he was uh, John Tavares's uh, line mate, I think, in like uh, I don't know, like some level of hockey at one point, and he's from the city, so he's kind of popular. Um, there's a couple like uh, musical artists that you know I, I don't really. Uh, they're not Justin Bieber. Havaya Mighty. There's a uh, you got to look at the guest list, right? I don't know. I, <laughs> I wasn't in charge. I just got the email, and I was like, yes, immediately, yes. And they asked for my jersey size, so I think I'm going to get some merch. So no. I'm excited. Get some Drew yeah. House merch. That'd be pretty good. They Did Did you like the All-Star jersey? Like, Did you like that they were repping this year, or were you somewhere in the middle of that? When I first saw them, I was like, what? Yeah. These are awful. And then they grew on me Like after I saw... I don't know. I kind of just like thought, you know what? If it's Justin Bieber, it makes sense that it's kind of out there and different. And I think they'll sell a lot with like the younger generation. And I thought, am I a boomer now? If I don't like them, like I have to hold on to being a millennial a little bit. So I've come to like them maybe just because I I'm convincing myself I'm still cool, but I think they, I think they'll look better in person. I not, you know what I don't like is lowercase last names. What? Like why? Just, and they're at the bottom of the people, jersey, aren't they, on the back? Yeah. They're under the numbers? Exactly. And when people text in just lowercase or do stuff in just lowercase, it kind of bugs me. Um, so, anyway, I just that, that thing, that little feature kind of was like, come on, just put, just put capitals. But yeah. it's a Drew House thing. I'm going to see him tomorrow. I'm going to say it's the beautiful jersey. I'll have five. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you had sort of the, the perfect week up until uh, All-Star break. We were talking – Last week about it's it's tough sledding for the Leafs. You got Winnipeg back to back before the All Star break. This could be disastrous. Everyone could be booing the Leafs if they lose these two games and two pretty good efforts against a good Jets team. Hey, oh, uh, you know what? It was like bad for radio though because we wanted to have a week of 
Like, I felt bad for Kipper and Bourne because they obviously, they have a full Leafs hour and then they have another hour of NHL storylines. And um, so these are our big talking points. Well, they're going to play the best team, maybe one of the best teams in Canada, probably one of the best teams in the NHL. They beat them both nights. We're like, okay, so that's narrative one eliminated. Narrative two was Sheldon Keefe. Well, he did a good job, so we're not talking about Sheldon Keefe anymore. Okay, John Tavares hadn't scored in X amount of games. Oh, well, he scored. William Nylander wasn't playing well. Well, he played well. Ryan Reeves hadn't played in over, like, a month and a half. We're already writing this guy off the team. He gets in in his, in his hometown. He scores. Like, okay, that narrative's gone, too. Yeah. Ilya Samsonov comes back from the grave, and he's unbelievable. There's that narrative gone, too. So I felt bad because there's nothing to talk about. Everything was dandy. Like, the Leafs played great. They they knew what we were going to talk about on the week off, and they said, well, let's check all of those off, and then they'll have nothing to talk about. So it kind of was a perfect week in terms of shutting us up. And so we had to make our own narratives, and uh, that's the best thing about radio and TV, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what we want is nothing to talk about, and everything's great, and <laughs> You're get your homers because they've been winning so much and all. Right. Just can't get enough of it. Uh, I want to ask you about Austin Matthews. Uh, Forty goals in forty six games. Like I can't remember, and it really it sounds cliche, but it's right. Like I has there been a guy since Ovechkin that's come in and lit the world on fire as much as this guy has? Like sixty might be low ballpark for this guy this season. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, it's easy to say it when you're in the city. Like, he's one of the best goal scorers ever, right? Like, he, he might go down in history as one of the best goal scorer, natural goal scorers in NHL history. He's already going to be the leading goal scorer probably when he retires as a Maple Leaf, right? Like, that's yep. a pretty, lo- like, lengthy record of being an NHL organization, as we know. Uh, and to be the all-time goal scorer, like, it seems within reach. He just scores at a very different rate this year in terms of like how he's scoring. And I think that that's, what's been most impressive. He used to be known for like that quick wrister that even like Connor Bedard said that he grew up watching. I'm like, how old are you? You grew up watching (laughs) Austin Matthews. Like it's crazy. He's like, Oh, I used to watch his shot and like replicate it. And I'm like, that's actually crazy. But you're seeing more of the Austin Matthews quick release. And like when I was growing up watching, it was Obi in his spot, Obi in his kitchen. Right. And like, that's what kind of Ovi's known for are those goals. Well, what's been most impressive about Austin Matthews this year is he's scoring in so many different ways, like tight angles, in close, ripping slap shots, uh, like finding his beautiful shot off on the power play, deeks in tight. Like he's found so many different ways to score, which has made this race to 60 seem almost like easy for him because I don't know how you could be a goaltender and and know how to predict Austin Matthews. And, like, that's, I think, the evolution of goal scorers right now that we're going to see. It's, like, uh, credit to Ovi, and, like, he's going to go down as one of the best to ever do it, but his variety isn't as, as deep as an Austin Matthews. And I think the, old, the younger kids coming up in the NHL, they're going to want to learn how to score in a multitude of ways, and that's what Matthews has done this year, which has been really incredible to watch. It makes, like, every game – almost like oh yeah another another two goal game for Matthews or another goal a, a game winner for Matthews another OT winner like it's almost lost on us sometimes how great this player is and how how you don't want to waste these seasons right like not to get into the negative aspect mm-hmm. of it but after talking about this team for so long and praising and praising and praising Austin Matthews it's like what if after this you know this core of the Maple Leafs all they have to show is one 
playoff series win. Like that is just, it's so unacceptable to have a generational goal scorer, a guy that, you know, could win the heart, the rocket, like all these things and to win, you know, only one playoff round to show for it. Like that's when the clock starts ticking and you start getting the anxiety of like, well, what's this all for? But I'm just going to live in the moment and say that he is really just an outstanding player to watch. We do take it for granted sometimes, uh, but I've really been impressed by just the creativity and the variety of how he's scoring this year. That's made it feel a little bit more special than previous years where he's gotten 50, right? Yeah, and you mentioned that this isn't a shot at anybody else at, at Ovi or any of these other guys. Matthews isn't the power play merchant that you'd think a guy who scores as often as he mm-hmm. does would be. Like, he's got 10 on the power play this year out of 40. Like, majority of his yeah. goals are coming five on five, and that's exactly what a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs would hope for because that's how you're going to have to win tough games is is five on five, and he really doesn't. And, again, that's not a shot at the guys up north mm-hmm. in, in Edmonton or anything else that, that have great power play numbers, but if the more he scores at five on five, the better it is for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, and the Leafs' power play was brutal for the last couple months like like unacceptably brutal like you look at those five guys you can put on the ice there's few teams that can rival a top five goal scoring unit than the Maple Leafs and they just couldn't figure it out and it was getting hard to watch and even Sheldon Keefe like credit to our discussion two minutes ago about narratives he benched the top guys and he's never ever done that he did not put Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and all those guys out um, on a power play, and next game, what do they do? Score two power play goals. It's like, okay, thanks. Um, but it, And I think, like, your point is well said in terms of think about how hard it is to get a power play goals in the playoffs because there's not many power plays in the playoffs. Like, they really they really change the game, right? It's a bit more tightly checked. It's less whistles. Like, they really don't want to give a team a power play late in the third period. So that's a really positive sign. If you're a Leafs fan thinking about what does this mean for Matthews? Can he keep this trajectory? Like, can he keep scoring at this rate? Because he'll probably get, I don't know, let's say five to 10 more power play goals this season. That, that would be awesome. But if he doesn't, you don't worry that he's not going to find the back of the net. And sometimes it's good to go through like a slump where you're not getting power play goals, but you're scoring on five on five. Like that might actually give you a bit more confidence as the player, right? That you're still putting the puck in the net. So I think it's a, it's a good point. Um, We definitely raise it often when we talk about Matthews, (laughs) when we compare him to like McKinnon or, or McDavid, because yeah, he, he's not getting a lot of goals. Okay. This is Toronto traffic. You hear these people honking? We do. Yes. we're on a red light, folks. I don't know what you want me to do. I can't go through it. I'm I'm a law-abiding <laughs> citizen on the radio, and I would never run a red light because it would sound really bad to your listeners. So anyway, <laughs> you know what that makes me think of? I don't know if you uh, if you've ever crossed paths, uh, but a good sports that guest that comes on all the time, fellow Canadian uh, Adnan Verk from MLB Network and oh, NHL yeah. Network. Uh, a couple years ago, he got pulled over uh, on the New no. Jersey freeway mid-hit. Uh, with one of our shows and literally handed the phone to the cop and was like, I'm on Calgary Sports Radio. I apologize for not having my hands free. And the guy, the officer talked to the guys on our show and was like, are you guys like a legit like radio station? We're like, yeah, we have him no on way. every single week. And he's like, well, if that's true, then he's good to go today. You just got to have hands free next time and totally let him walk away. It was unbelievable. Oh my God. Next time I, you know what? I'm going to jinx myself, but Logan, I've never been pulled over. Um, I've never what? gotten a ticket. I know I'm wow. a really good safe driver 
and uh, I follow all the rules to fellow listeners. But if that ever happens, I'm going to I'm going to call you. I don't care okay. if you're on the air or not. And we're going to play this out and gonna say, I'm so sorry, officer. I'm actually talking to, to Logan Gordon. Yeah. Logo, ever heard of him? Yeah. And then we'll be all set. And then you can say, she's so sorry. Like, she, this never happens to her. Trust me. And then we'll be we'll be off the hook. The first time ever, officer. Never, <laughs> ever. ever. Never, this ever. is Eilish Forfar. She was a second-round pick once. You, like, you, can't, right. you can't not get, you can't give her a ticket. It's unbelievable. Like, check my driving history. I got great insurance because I'm a safe driver. So, like, yeah, I'm not getting pulled over here. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we let you go, Ish, I know you got got uh, lots to get to this evening. Um, best Canadian team right now. I wanted to ask you this because mm. the Oilers are on that ridiculous win streak. You guys just saw Winnipeg and, of course, Vancouver's uh, tied with Boston at the top of the league right now. Um, great to see the Canadian teams doing well, but who would you pick right now? Who's like your favorite uh, heading into the second part of the season past all-star break as the top Canadian team in your mind right now? Yeah, it's, uh, it's not going to make me many friends on your station That's or fine. mine, but I'm going to say the, M- I'm going to say the Edmonton Oilers because I know how hard it is to win consecutive games. And I know that, yeah, I've seen the stats. They've played a lot of bottom feeders, but in the NHL, like, you can take a night off against a team like that and lose. The Maple Leafs do it often. Um, but I've just been really, really impressed with, like, the resolve and the fortitude to be the worst the worst team in the NHL. Like, legitimately, we were thinking, are we going to see something like that, uh, like, is going to break this franchise? And they have the superstars that have done what they needed to do when it mattered most. Um, and I, I've just really been impressed with this turnaround. I mean, how can you not? Um, and when a team gets momentum like that and they're feeling themselves and they're confident and, you know, all systems are clicking, they're starting to get goaltending, their coaches clearly push some sort of button or just a fresh voice in the locker room, it's really hard to not say that they're, like, the hottest team, at least in the NHL. Are they the best? Well, I think, you know, when the trade deadline comes around, they certainly could make themselves that way too. Um, so I would say the Oilers right now, quickly fo- followed by the Canucks, though. Um, I-, I will say, like, that's a team that I did not expect to make the jump they have. They have five All-Stars here this weekend, so we'll, it'll be in our faces a lot um, when we're talking about how good the Canucks are. Um, and, I, and, you know, the Jets, were we just saw the Jets twice, and I wasn't as blown away by them as I thought I would be, but the Leafs have had the Jets' number ever since – that uh, that viral clip came out um, after they beat the Leafs. I think it was five or six games ago. It was like 2021. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but they're like, what's better than beating the Leafs, boys? <laughs> and it was like, it was their Stanley Cup. And yeah. they haven't beat the Leafs since. I think they cursed themselves. Um, but they're getting good goaltending. And like, that's kind of the name of the game at this point, right? Which team has a hot goaltender? The Leafs might be looking for one. Maybe they found it again with Samsonov, but... Uh, I would say I'll give I'll give the credit to the Oilers uh, when it's deserved because coming from the basement is never easy. It's so easy to quit on a season, to quit on your team, to kind of like lose momentum, uh, and they've done the opposite of that. So uh, as much as it pains me, Calgary Radio and Toronto listeners, but um, I will give flowers where they are deserved to be placed. All right, get out of here. You've uh, managed to avoid a ticket, so uh, appreciate <laughs> you hopping on well. this different time. You're doing really well. Uh, good luck in the ball hockey game. Good luck uh, finding that Beaver concert. Have a great weekend, Ailish. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. We'll chat next week. See you week. later. Ailish Forfar joining us down the Atlas Beach and Sports Bar guest hotline, our Wednesday regular here on Sportsnet today. If you're interested in that ball hockey, celebrity ball hockey game, 
Uh, it's going to be on YouTube and TikTok in support uh, of House of Hockey. You can check out leafshouse.ca, part of a ton of cool uh, events happening over the next couple of days as part of the NHL's All-Star Weekend. Going to take a break, come back on the other side. Wild Card Wednesday to close out the show. It's next here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, we are closing out uh, Wednesday edition of the show. We'll have Peter Klein back in the host chair Thursday and Friday as we work through a week without any Calgary Flames hockey. Of course, they're back in action post-All-Star break when they start off a four-game road trip in Boston. Still three games on the NHL schedule tonight for the teams that haven't started their All-Star break yet. Right now, the Ottawa Senators and the Detroit Red Wings kicking off Wednesday night hockey on Sportsnet, part of a doubleheader that includes the Sharks and the Ducks at 8.30. You've also got the Kings and the Predators uh, kicking things off in about 30 minutes in that game. Ottawa and Detroit currently scoreless in period number one. Uh, It's a Wednesday. We've pretty much done all of our Wednesday regular items, including chatting with Ailish Forfar uh, from Sportsnet and the fan pregame show. And lucky for us, we have one of our most outstanding producers in the building for another edition of Wild Card Wednesday. Cam is out. He's feeling under the weather. So we brought in Taylor Dingman for a special guest appearance, and uh, she gets to participate in our favorite segment of the week. Uh, Shan, it's time to get weird. It's time for another edition of Wild Card Wednesday. Get ready to know your afternoon show. It's time for Wild Card Wednesday. Yes, welcome into another edition of Wild Card Wednesday. It's Logan, Shan, and Taylor along with you. If you haven't heard Wild Card Wednesday before, we'll each take a turn spinning the wheel. It'll land on a category. We've got seven of them to go through. Food, sports, music, movies, wild card, personal life, and Calgary Flames. Each person will ask the others a question that they must answer honestly. And we just have some fun with it. We get you involved on the text line if you're listening live at 960-960. Feel free to play along. We'll read some of the best answers uh, as they pop up on the text line. Shan, you ready to go? I think I'm, I think I'm ready. Are we going with Taylor first? or? Should I don't know. I'm going to say Taylor, mentioning this, Taylor is uh, in for Cam today. And Taylor, you mentioned earlier... You've known of Wild Card Wednesday for a long time, but you've never actually got to play Wild Card Wednesday with us. Yeah, we've been planning this segment for like a year, and the second I leave, it it just becomes a thing, and I'm 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 a little upset about that. Uh, before we get to Wild Card Wednesday, guys, uh, we do have some news from Elliot Friedman of Hockey Night in Canada that we're going to have to pay attention to. Uh, this coming down from Friedman on Twitter moments ago. Uh, There's word tonight talks between Vancouver and Calgary are intensifying around Elias Lindholm. We will see where this goes. Whoa. So perhaps some major breaking news on the verge. We might have to cut out a wild card Wednesday. We'll see how this happens. Uh, These things usually generate pretty quick, but wouldn't it be something as we just uh, got off the phone with Bick in hour one talking about, wouldn't Elias Lindholm look good in Vancouver? Remember I asked that, Shan? You did. And literally, we might have uh, something to say about that. So we're going to be keeping an eye on it. If you're listening live and you just heard us about that, we're going to keep our eyes open on anything developing around the Canucks and the Flames with Elias Lindholm. Uh, but we are going to kick off Wildcard Wednesday. Taylor, you haven't played before. Would you like to start or would you like someone else to start? 
I'm not starting. Shan, you're starting. Spin the wheel, man. Calgary Flames. I was I was hoping for this one. I was hoping for this sure. one. Sure. I can't imagine what this one will be. Well, I, I, should I just make it in a wise? No, I won't. I'll keep it away from that. Sure. Funniest mo- memory from the the Scotiabank Saddledome. That's, I, I think the Saddledome is, I mean, it's so old. It's it's starting to fall apart. It's got so much history, and, and, and therefore it there, there's a lot of funny moments that have happened at the Saddledome. So I want your guys' personal uh, funniest experiences there. Oh, uh, as always, you're going to have to kick us off as we we think this one through. Uh, Shan, what, what comes to mind when you ask that question yourself? Two come to mind. The first one, the Crowchild Classic. My first year at university, I was going to University of Calgary, and I kept hearing about the Crowchild Classic. I'm like, okay, this this sounds like it could be fun. And I was expecting about, I don't know, 2,000 people, not uh, both the lower bowl and the upper bowl to be filled. And so that was it was an electric game. I remember if Calgary was down 4-1, whatever. They tied it up, went to overtime. But I, I just remember back and forth, between MRU and, and and the Dinos and the the fans were awesome, but chanting back and forth like MRC because it used to be a college and this was this was also at the time right before COVID. And I remember someone brought a sign that said I'd rather go to Wuhan than uh, Mount Royal College. So I, I'd say some Jeez. yeah some funny things happened. Oh, I had a, um, a a buddy of mine. He was Mount Royal and he was. Uh, he had a couple wobbly pops. He was feeling it, and he walked over to the UFC side and started cheering um, while they were up. And someone from, I'd say, about, I don't know, 10 rows or 12 rows up, like Tim Lincecum, fastball, 96 down the middle, pizza po- uh, pizza packet, like pizza sauce, right on his nice white MR, uh, MRU sweater and blew up everywhere. And uh, I think that was one of them. The other one, I was a kid. I was like seven. And I thought it was so cool because I was fighting with Oilers fans, Battle of Alberta. And uh, I think someone someone shot the puck towards us. It went out uh, out, out of the rink towards us. And I, I thought it was so funny saying, who is that for, your girlfriend? And then just started a, a huge battle with a bunch of Oilers fans. Um, I need an age range for this story <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I need, definitely need an age range. What, what, like, how old was I? Yes. I was seven. But the people that I was fighting with like were like 25. And I remember them not being very nice. So I was. I thought I, I. I probably said just the dumbest things possible, thinking I was so cool. But uh, yeah, I had a battle with some Oilers fans, and um, looking back at it, probably embarrassed my dad a lot. Taylor, do you have any fun Saddle Dome memories? Um, I mean, I don't go to the Saddle Dome a lot, um, but I think the only story for me that comes to mind is around a year ago when I was for some reason let into help you cover a game. And as we were heading up to the broadcast booth, um, I'm leaving our little studio there and just have Brad Marchand running full force towards me, which was slightly terrifying, but very weird. Yes, those are um, those are always moments. I've had a couple of those. Uh, if you don't know where the our little dungeon is in the, in the saddle dome at the basement, uh, the hot stove lounge were right directly by uh, an entrance to the visitors locker room. And I've had a couple of those too. Like the one I bumped into Steve Iserman in a trench coat. One of the days when Detroit was here and I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like, was it actually Steve? Eiserman it was actually Steve. Eiserman. Was it three raccoons? It could have been three raccoons pretending to be Steve Iserman in a trench coat, but 
I'm pretty sure it was actually him. Uh, I have those moments all the time being at the Saddle Dome uh, for Flames games, which I'm lucky enough to do. And honestly, the one that comes to mind, Shan, you'll remember this going to the Saddle Dome. They used to have the snow cone stands. Oh, yeah. Um, in the concourse. I don't know whatever happened to them, but um, I can remember. I don't know why. When I was a kid, I can think uh, of, you know, at least one or two memories of really drunk guys with snow cones all over their jersey. One guy was wearing a white flames jersey um, that was covered in the blue syrup of his <laughs> snow cone. And it's just one of those traditional memories that have stuck with me um, for a very long time. And dome, foams, dome foams will do that to you. I guess so. Yeah, I guess dome foams will, will do that to you. Alex, one of our former producers, says um, to you, Shan, um, that that dude from one of your stories went to his high school. Oh, so I'll uh, I'll get in contact with him. I I, I I I'll never forget that day watching the pizza pack uh, pizza sauce just blow up everywhere, <laughs> and it, it got all my sweater too. But it was fine because it was hilarious. Oh, the Wuhan sign, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Those uh, I mean that was it was very creative. We th- we thought it was funny at the time. It wasn't really funny about uh, a month later when none of us could go to school. But that's okay. Uh, did want to update uh, the Elias Lindholm story that we are watching from Vancouver uh, per Elliot Friedman. Sounds like the Flames and Canucks closing in on a deal would send Elias Lindholm to Vancouver. Kevin Weeks of ESPN um, has added that it sounds as though it'll be Andre Kuzmenko and other pieces oh. as part of the deal. Whoa. So, um, well, he said we are in the middle of wildcard Wednesday with a definite eye to what's happening on social media. Definitely um, a wild Wednesday. It's yeah. This is going to turn into uh, one of the funner editions of Wild Card Wednesday because it's uh, Wild Card Wednesday while you continuously refresh Twitter and start to see uh, what happens between the Canucks and the Calgary Flames. Okay, uh, and this was a good one too. Um, like I mean, obviously you can't think of sound on moments without uh, Harvey the Hound's tongue being ripped out Absolutely. by Craig McTavish. Um, there's a, a very I don't know how much of this I can share on the air, but I mean. I think longtime Flames fans will remember the streaker at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome a long time ago at a Flames game. I believe he got over the boards and, like, biffed it as soon as he got on the ice. It might have, like, severely hurt himself. Oh. Um, but that was a very long time ago. So I, I think I've, I vaguely uh, remember seeing that video. Yeah, haven't, there's not a lot of streakers at, at hockey games. The boards are usually a pretty good deterrent to that, but I, I seem to remember a long way back um, I, I wanted uh, the Scotiabank Saddle Dome that, uh, that involved a streaker. So that's uh, that's where we're kicking things off on Wildcard Wednesday. Taylor, you're going to go second. How's that? Okay. Okay, let's go. Food! The text line loves food, Taylor. Oh, oh no. Um, you know, I I have to think about this one for a second because <laughs> you put me on the spot. Tell me, I'm doing this five minutes before. It was on the rundown all day long. Do Controversial, like- your favorite, anything. Let's go. Okay, if you could visit any country. Yeah. Solely to eat its food. Where are you going? I've got my answer. Shan, go. And I've also already done it. Go. 
I got to go to Italy. You're a... I hate you. I think we all Thanks have it. Thanks so much for ruining it. What? What did I do? <laughs> I, yeah. Listen, I, I was I was thinking about it. I was so excited about it, going to Italy. I'm like, I have to see how much pizza I can eat. First of all, I'm lactose intolerant, which uh, eating 43 slices of pizza in eight days was not... Uh, it wasn't ideal. I don't know what it is. Something about, about uh, the cheese there is different, so it didn't hurt as much. But 43 slices, uh, and I had the best seafood... It was it was it was pasta inside of a lobster shell. It was incredible. Just the, the food there in Venice and, and Rome and Florence. I I, I don't think I, anything will ever top that. That's that's immediately where my my headspace went. I've always wanted to go to Italy, and I mean the food is is you know probably at least near the top of the reasoning for it. Um. So yeah, that's. I think the only other place that comes to mind is like i think greece comes to mind as far as like a place that i'd love to go for like the culinary experience i think that would be incredible i have some friends who just went on a honeymoon and they talked non-stop about how great the seafood was and like i think shan took what most people's answer would be would be italy but yeah i think greece would probably be number two on my list if i had to pick is italy yours too shan uh tay Kind of, um, but to not be the same as everybody, I think France, but specifically like the south of France or Monaco, because they have a lot of the French cuisine, which is really great. And because Monaco is also kind of a little Italian, they do have a lot of good Italian food. So probably there. I like that one. Um Shan, one more spin of the wheel as we uh, close out another additional wildcard Wednesday. Movies. Movies. This um, one this one gets hot. What's a, a, a movie you first saw as a child that still holds up today? That oh. you could watch tonight after the show. You could go home and watch... And not just purely on nostalgia, but because it actually holds up as an all-time great movie. What movie from your childhood is that movie, Shan? I, I need a moment. I, I, I Taylor, I'm throwing this to you because I seriously need a moment. Okay. Um, I'm going Shrek. Oh, that's it's a strong entry. It has, I think, as a kid, you didn't, you just loved the storyline of it, of this giant ogre man. Um. <laughs> But now, as an adult, you can watch it and appreciate the uh, adult jokes that are throughout this and actually have a laugh and understand what your parents were cackling about when you were a kid watching it. You know what? That's a really good one because I didn't realize until I watched Shrek and as I was older that, like, especially a lot of the Eddie Murphy donkey jokes that he made in the movie were not like kid-based. And we're not meant for us to be funny when we were watching them as kids. But now they're still hilarious. And like Taylor said, if you're a parent watching it with your kids, still a pretty funny show. Right? Like, I think I'd be happy to go watch Shrek, and I think I'd be fine with it. Jan, are you a Shrek guy or oh, no? Shrek is great. No no, no doubt Shrek is great. It's not It's not the route I'm going to go. I was, I was going to say Finding Nemo. I see a text here from Alex saying, Shan out here is going to say Finding Dory to make me feel even older. <laughs> I'm not that young. 
Um, <laughs> You're pretty young, but I'm not that young. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm the youngest here. Yeah. Give me a break, Alex. I love you, Alex. <laughs> uh, the, the one I'm going to have to go with, and I, I, ha- I haven't told this story to many people. So you know how as a child you have an imaginary friend? Some of us did, yep. Uh, yeah, some of us. So my, my imaginary friend was Elastigirl because I had a huge crush on Elastigirl. I was like two years old, and I would make my family set an extra place at the table for Elastigirl, and I would open the door and pull the chair for her because I'm a gentleman, and <clears throat> she would eat dinner with us. And so The Incredibles is my movie. I mean, the movie's fantastic. Uh, I, I could watch that to this day, but that's that's part of the story behind it. It's... uh. It's a little embarrassing to say now. <laughs> so you you had a crush on Elastigirl. I have. I had. I had. Have I have. or had? I, I can't tell. I, I had. Out I, a lot about like Shan and his love life and yeah, Wild Card was, Wednesday has been. Just today. Not even Wild Card Wednesday. Just today. Has been really just about Shan and finding out personal details that you've. You maybe never wanted to know about it, but I that's we're kind supposed of to get personal. We here. are, we are. I appreciate it. It's it's good that you're buying into it. It's just it's, sometimes it takes a minute to process some of the things that you've said. That's all. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. But it was like every day, every dinner, she would have a spot, and I, that might be a little concerning. Good on your parents for putting up with it for that long. I guess. I, I guess. I mean, <laughs> they get the story now just to. Uh, just to go nuts about it. My, my hater says Shan's pigeon status just keeps growing. That's true. It's not wrong. That's what I'm here for. Um, honestly, the movie that, uh, that I would have picked was A Nightmare Before Christmas. It was one that I watched as a kid. It terrified me as a kid. But it's now a movie I watch pretty much whenever it's on during the holiday season. And I still really enjoy it. And it's always kind of been... In the rotation of movies, I probably didn't understand it when I was younger, but it's a favorite for me now. That's a that's a classic. So that's probably where I would go. What is the text line saying, Shan? Uh, we have the text line asking, "What's the average age group of this crew?" And then following up with probably six. I think Taylor said six. Ah, uh, we've got Red Dawn. No idea what movie that is. You don't know what Red Dawn is? I have no clue. Wow. And then Hook. I also don't know what Hook is. Uh, How do you know Hook, like the with Robin Williams? Hook. Yeah, I don't. You've never seen that movie. I haven't. Wow. One that I have seen is here: Empire Strikes Back. I mean, the whole Star Wars series, really. I'm still stunned that you've never seen Hook. I haven't seen Scarface either, and that's like one of the other ones in the text line. I. All right, so uh, Sportsnet 960 (laughs) movie night and just (laughs) giving Shan more culture. (laughs) You know, uh, it's it's funny because Peter Klein, who's going to be in here, we'll bring this up with him on Thursday and Friday. Um, Back when he used to work the morning show and we first started having Adnan Verk on, um, Peter Klein was given movie homework by Adnan and by different uh, members of the morning show because he was movie illiterate, Shan. Yeah. Many of the classics of our time, he'd never seen. And so Adnan couldn't relate to him. Adnan couldn't believe that he hadn't seen some of these movies. And you're getting dangerously close to be putting on uh, the movie homework list. I, But I, I know it's an issue for me. That's the thing. I didn't watch a lot of the classics growing up. And so I watched the movies that come out to this day. And people are like, oh, you've seen this, right? And... um I haven't. There's there's a lot of movies that I'm missing out on. I I must say. 
Uh, still nothing uh, on the the trade front uh, for Elias Lindholm and, and the Vancouver Canucks. We'll update you as possible. We'll uh, probably uh, continue into the next hour. Uh, we'll try to reach Steinberg and bring you an emergency edition of Flames Talk. But if you're wondering, uh, in the middle of Wildcard Wednesday, we are keeping our eyes on the trade front uh, after the tweet from Elliot Friedman that uh, sounds like they're closing in on a potential trade between the Canucks and the Flames uh, for Elias Lindholm. So we are keeping our eyes on that. As soon as anything breaks, I promise uh, we'll bring that to you. It's just how the timing works today. Um, some more text at 960960. Bad News Bears is a good one. That's a, I don't, I'm sure Shan doesn't know that one either. I, I don't. Beetlejuice? I've, I've certainly heard of Beetlejuice, but I haven't seen it. I don't even know what to say. Like, you, like, okay, Happy Gilmore? Yeah, that's a great movie. I've seen Happy Gilmore. The only edition of Space Jam that's legitimate? Yeah, I haven't seen Michael the second Jordan, one. That's the right one? I, I remember watching the second one diagonal on a plane, and I just saw it looked terrible. I didn't even hear it. It's the, the Michael Jordan one will forever be the best. I guarantee it. Uh, what else we have here? Uh, Full Metal Jacket. Uh, the Goonies. The Goonies is a great answer for a movie that you probably saw when you were a kid that you might still love today. I think that's a good one. I think Shan's going to have to be put on the homework list because this is just... I'm going to say Shan, my house on Oof. Friday night. Oh, uh, we are just watching movies. Okay. I, I haven't seen any of these last like seven come in the text line should have told us that before we put movies as a category and now we can't even well i didn't think i was that uncultured until like what is drop dead fred that's not a movie it is what space balls is a movie space balls is a classic movie what, what happens in space balls space balls is essentially a like a, a parody. parody of of star wars oh okay i'd watch that it's hilarious it's it's pretty much if you thought like family guy was gonna do like an actual full-length parody of, of Star Wars. Didn't they kind of do that? They did a couple episodes. This is a full-on movie. Like This is like a 90-minute movie with John Candy and Mel Brooks and Do they have Rick lightsabers? Moranis. Kind of. What do they have? I'm not going to ruin it for you because you have to watch the shows. Okay. I'll, I'll put, I'm going to put all of these in my letterbox. <laughs> I have that. Listen, my, I've seen 370 videos. It's in my letterbox. Or movies. But uh, yeah, I, no I, good I, ones apparently, well, and nothing that anyone else has seen. You're just watching indie classics at home. Apparently, I didn't think I was this uncultured. The text line has proven that you are, sir. Wow, well, I'm sorry, everyone, because actually people are mad at me. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> I don't know if they're mad. I'll they're work just on it. No, someone disappointed. Yeah, that's true. That's that's the text line. That's the text worse. line very rarely gets mad. Disappointed in your life choices? Absolutely. That's worse, though. Disappointed in your content? Every day. Yeah, every day. I know. I, I get it. I see Twitter. You guys hate me. I get it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Some of you hate me, but that's different. Um, yeah, like Spaceball. I usually watch Spaceball tonight, as far as I'm concerned. I might have to do Spaceballs 2? Oh, it sounds like it's coming. There's no way. No, I don't think there's a Spaceballs 2. I, the one that I will say that I haven't seen and I just saw it come in, Back to the Future. I know that's a that's a problem. God. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's yeah, there's no fixing this from Shan. Uh, that's that's another edition of Wild Guard Wednesday. Uh, thanks to to Taylor for her great answers, and I, I guess thanks to Shan for playing along and figuring out how uh, many movies he needs to see in the process of the next week. But uh, we'll do it all again next Wednesday. We'll see uh, what exactly we can get into uh, on an edition of Wild Card. Wednesday, but yes, uh, the latest right now for the Calgary Flames, 
We are uh, awaiting more potential news uh, after an Elliot Friedman tweet dropped. Uh, how, how long ago are we talking? 20 minutes ago uh, about intensifying trade talks between the Vancouver Canucks and uh, the Calgary Flames regarding Elias Lindholm. Uh, Kevin Weeks of ESPN has suggested that Andre Kuzmenko uh, is a name that we could see a part of this trade. So as soon as anything goes official, we will bring it to you. Uh, expect an emergency edition of Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg and myself coming up uh, at the top of the hour as we uh, might have a big surprise for you. Maybe the Flames won't have a representative uh, at All-Star Weekend. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, but that's uh, obviously what's coming up next. We'll keep you up to date with the latest on the Calgary Flames, but we'll put a quick wrap on this Wednesday show. Uh, if we go back, talk uh, to Big Nazar earlier on all things Canucks, and I even brought up the name. Uh, Elias Lindholm as a fit for the Vancouver Canucks, and it was one that Bick quite liked. So if you want to go back uh, and check out that conversation, you can. We also had Ailish Forfar on the program today. All of that available wherever you get your podcast, Google, Amazon, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks to Shan and Taylor for their great work today. Really appreciate it. Thank you uh, for listening live or on the pod, and if you texted in today, thank you for that. Really do appreciate it. Uh, we will talk to you on this program Thursday afternoon with Peter Klein and myself. Uh, but for right now, we will say good night and goodbye to Sportsnet today. And uh, on the other side, uh, we're going to dive into some Flames talk as it sounds as though we're on the verge uh, of another trade for the Calgary Flames and potentially the Vancouver Canucks. That uh, is coming up next. We'll keep you latest uh, right here with the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.